This is Convey, conversations on the power of good communication. I'm Michael Piperno. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Convey. Today's conversation is with someone I always enjoy talking to, my friend Nikki Fielding, who's president of a company called Digital Brand Expressions. Thanks for joining me today, Nikki. Thanks, Michael. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Same here. Everybody, I met Nikki somewhere. You know what, Nikki? When I was thinking about this podcast, I was, how did we first meet? And I recalled that your company hired me way back when I was starting my former agency. And I was this young first-time business owner, and you hired me to come in to do some flash animations for your website. Do you remember that kaleidoscope? I I do. I loved that kaleidoscope. That was wonderful. And I loved building it. And I remember back then I came because you were vetting me as someone who was legit. And, you know, one of your team members invited me in and I, I talked with her. I showed her my portfolio. And then she wanted me to meet you. And, and we met. And there was just something about that moment. I was like, OK, I like this person. And I there was a um, there was something in you that I knew that I could learn from, you know, as a, as a well, business so cool. person. Yeah. And I remember feeling that. And then it was like eight or nine years after that before we actually started talking more, which is interesting. Yeah. And I, I remember our first meeting, too. And I just felt a lot of really good energy. Um, and that's what I remember from the meeting. I loved what you were showing us, but I just also really liked what you were about. Thank you. I appreciate that. So the feeling was mutual then. And then, you know, we actually, when we, yeah, when we got back in touch, it was more work related. We were doing, you were helping me with things with my agency and uh, we collaborated on a few things and then we became friends, which is, which is wonderful. And you're one of those friends I can always count on to, I I feel like we support each other well as business Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Well, it happens very naturally. I I think that's uh it's great when you can make friends through business and what you have in common are those things that resonate in business when they carry over into your personal life and you, you know, you feel that same kind of energy about the person. I just think that's wonderful. Yeah, I do too. It makes those lifelong partnerships and friendships just so much more meaningful, you know? Yes. Um, Let's start by telling my listeners, Nikki, about digital brand expressions, because I want them to understand what your company does before we start talking about some of the communication-related things that you encounter uh, in every day in your business. So go ahead. Sure. Okay. So digital brand expressions is a specialized agency. We do three things. We do marketing analytics, search engine marketing, and that's paid and organic. And then we do social media marketing, paid and organic. Okay, so other companies do that. What's so special? We primarily work with companies that are already doing those kinds of marketing, and they realize that they need to improve them. They have specific, quantifiable goals that they need to hit. And we've come to be known as the experts' experts for search and social marketing. So whether it's a specific issue and we come in like ninjas and we make some fixes and we go away Mm -hmm. or we engage with the client and really help them think through what are the goals for the marketing? How can we truly leverage these channels to deliver? Um, And then they become um, clients for a very long time. We've had some clients for eight, nine years now. Um, And our business has evolved. 
um, it, you know, we started out doing web design and email marketing and SEO was always a part of the package. But we've evolved as the marketplace has evolved and we've found our special niche. It's helping clients who really appreciate the complexities of these services and they truly want experts who can help them navigate and get to a place where they're going to see real return on spend. That's great. So you really were able to refine over the years and really focus on things that your team just does particularly well. Exactly. Uh, I love the way you said that. It's We found about two or three years ago, um, we took a hard look at the business. And I say we because it's, you know, I'm the, I'm the sole owner, but I really work very closely with my team and I think team all the time. Um, so, you know, we took a hard look at the business and realized there were just, you know, yeah, sure, we could do websites. Sure, we could do video. We could do a lot of things and, and we were good at them. But where we were truly excellent was search and social and the analytics that go with them. And so we started to recast the business as this is who we are. This is what we're about. This is how we can best serve you. And uh, it's just, it's going great. Our, every the clients are happy. My team is thrilled because the, the work that we do is truly requiring their expertise. And um, I'm, I'm happy that the stakeholders are happy and things are working well. Isn't it amazing when you get your story down and you feel good about it and everybody can get behind it, how much more clearly you can speak to the marketplace and connect with the right customers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you helped me with some of that thinking. I, I don't know if you remember that project, but you came in and you just helped me set down off to the side. Let's really think through. You asked some really good, tough questions. And uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful because this is uh, the business now I'm the happiest with this business and it's a 20 year old oh, business. I'm a, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. It's really working, but it, you know, I think every business owner needs to take a step back now and then and, you know, answer the questions they don't even really want to ask. Right. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> to get to that better place. I think that's one of the reasons that I like talking to you so much because, you know, we can talk, we can talk when things are going well, about what's working and being happy mm-hmm. and everything. And then we can also talk when things are hard and you always have such a great perspective, a, a good way to look at things that I always walk away. And I'm like, okay, I feel better now. I talked to Nikki and she gets it. And we just had a really, you know, we've had some really just open conversations that sometimes haven't been, you know, things that necessarily I've wanted to walk away thinking about, but you know what? It was mm-hmm. honest. It was authentic, and 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 I always res- uh, respect your perspective on these types of things. Thank you. You're welcome. So I've we've been talking a lot recently because you know me. I'm a I'm a I'm a teacher and a coach, and I love all things communication. We've talked a lot about how communication has shaped your business with whether it's internal communication, the way you you work with clients, and one of the things I love. And, I, and I'd like you to share with, with our, my listeners today is your concept of OMO. And OMO stands for something else, but I'm going to let you explain it. But let's start there because um, I love what you've done by incorporating this concept into, into your work. So tell my listeners about OMO and how you've leveraged it in your organization. Well, OMO is short for Omo Tanashi. 
And I learned about Omotenashi at a conference where we had invited one of our clients in the hospitality industry to join us on a speaker panel. And as we were chit-chatting before we went on, she started talking about this concept called Omotenashi, which I had never heard of. And she said, oh, it comes out of the Japanese tea ceremony. And the idea is that you know your guests so well that they never have to ask for anything. I said, well, how how would that work? And she said, well, let me give you an example. The concierge at at a hotel sees a guest go out for a run. The guest comes back. Good client service is to say, would you like a bottle of water? Omotenashi is to hand them a bottle of water and a towel because you know that's what they need after a run. And I, I just was like, wow, that is incredibly powerful. And I started thinking about how we were working with our clients and how I was working with my team to understand this idea of anticipation and not waiting for the client to ask for something, but to make sure that we were partnering with them to the point where we could offer ahead of time, not for financial gain, but truly to make that individual client, that contact within our client organization, make it easier for them. I really feel like what we do as marketers is, is in large part service mm-hmm. to the clients because we know what they don't know. When you have an agency and you have 15, 20 clients, if you're a small agency like mine, you might have 15 or 20 clients and they're not all in the same industries. You're learning so much all the time that can be reapplied in other places. So as I was thinking about anticipation and client service, and then I heard about Omotenashi, I thought that's beautiful. That could be applied to what we're doing, that concept. And so it's a mouthful. Um, And also my Japanese friends have pointed out that I say it incorrectly. It's actually, I'm going to butcher it, but I'm going to try. Omotenashi. And like, it's not a hard I, you know, but but that's partly why we shortened it internally. We call it Omo. It's more fun. It's more who we are, but Mm -hmm. we borrow from the concept of anticipation and really truly getting to know not just what your clients need um that's the that's typically how we talk about it but it's also with each other internally so internally i use an example i get choked up every time i think about it but one time it was it was getting late it was a you know it was getting towards the end of the day and uh i was walking past the bullpen where several people were working together and i heard one of the women say to another woman let me help you with that so you can be finished. Mm-hmm. And I just, I got a tear because that was almost, it wasn't, can I help you with that? Because the other person is going to say, no, thanks. I got it. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you sit down and start helping them with it, that's almost Tanashi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love what you say about anticipation and making things easier because not only is that so important with client service, but that's what people expect nowadays. They expect a brand mm-hmm. to anticipate their needs. Uh, and that's so important. And the other thing that I connect with a lot there is what you've just talked about requires listening, active listening, but, but listening with your mm-hmm. eyes and your ears and empathy at the same time, putting yourself in yeah. the other person's shoes. And that's like... Uh, all of that stuff is the is the stuff I love to to help people be more self aware of when I do my workshops because it's so critically important. 
And some people are more naturally more empathetic than others. And some people are better at listening than others. That's a skill that you can sharpen. Most people don't know. But yeah, Nikki, when you really, it's all, it feels like that Ritz Carlton service that goes that extra mile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and makes you feel like, you know, I don't know, it makes you feel special. It makes you feel cared for. Well, and I think some of these, some of these tendencies or traits or characteristics, whatever we'd like to call them, that you just said, um, with empathy being one of them, I think that they're typically, and the world is changing for the better, for better but they're typically thought of as, as those are feminine traits. And they weren't mm. appreciated in the workplace because they were viewed as weaker or, you know, too sensitive or, you know, we must power on. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and now I think business is getting much more sophisticated. Um, we, we've got people working together and taking the best of everything. And I think empathy and compassion are very welcome in the most successful of businesses because we're human and we appreciate that. And you can still be successful and you can be compassionate and you can be empathetic and you can truly connect and relate to the other people as people. And I'm very energized by a lot of what you're seeing with B Corps where they're saying, mm-hmm. hey, we don't have one bottom line. We have multiple bottom lines and people are a big part of the equation. I, I love that. I, you know, what just hit me, Nikki, is that one of the reasons that I like, you know, working with your agency, you know, especially during my agency days was there was less drama and chaos going on in your, in your company than there are in the, (laughs) cause you know, the typical agency setting, you know, there's usually a lot of drama. There's usually high stress, crazy deadlines, turnover, um, disagreements between departments because, you know, often there's a creative side and then there's the account side and they both have different agendas. And, you know, there's a natural strife in the agency setting to begin with, but I do, I didn't really have the words to say that to you until now about how your agency doesn't have, I, I would, I would say any from my observation, but we don't, <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm, I'm loving that. Which I love about you. <laughs> you have the, the best insights. Most people don't realize that, that about the agency. They just realize, Oh, like everything, I get everything on time and people are nice. And, you know, I get a lot of good comments from folks who work with us about my team. Mm-hmm. But they don't really think about what's happening under underneath all of that, and, and we we don't have drama, we don't have any of the discord. You know, it, it's um we have very we're very much process driven. Mm-hmm. There's not a, a one of the advantages of being a performance driven, data driven agency is it's much more quantifiable. Right. So there's less subjectivity to what we're doing. Um, it's like the numbers are the numbers, and um. But, but I hire people who are very strong individual contributors who love working on teams. And it's hard to find those people with the skill sets that I need at the expertise level I need, but I mm-hmm. work very yeah. hard to find those people because people who have those that, that they want to do really well, but they know that they need team to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to avoid drama at all costs. And, and, you know, this is where we've evolved to. It wasn't always the way it is now. I had a period of time where I had a lot of people who I, I actually think they liked the drama. And mm. it was making me crazy because mm-hmm. it was exactly the opposite of what I wanted. 
Um, but we evolved and, and those people are no longer a part of us. And um, now I've got people, and I know, to, like, I know what to look for and the kinds of questions to ask to make sure that I'm getting people who genuinely are going to appreciate this environment. Because that's the other thing. Um, some people like the drama. They would think that this is boring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the people that I hire, like, they like this. This is fun for them because they can put their energy and focus in the right place. Right. Yeah. How important to know. How, I mean, the fact that you're able to, I don't want to use the word screen, but you're able to assess that, you know, that kind of fit is really important because the wrong type of person could really upset that balance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's, it's, uh, and sometimes I'm sure I miss good candidates. Um, um, and you know, it's not that I don't sometimes hire somebody who kind of gets by me right? <laughs> but for the most part, but we also, we also don't let that linger. Um, I learned that yeah. lesson years ago too, right? But yeah. it's all good. Um, you know, it's like the, you know, I think part of it goes back to the point you were making earlier about listening, listening with your whole self. So when you're interviewing someone, um, and we do multiple interviews with people and uh, uh, this might be a little different. I think a lot of places, um, somebody at any level, their first interview would be with um, the hiring manager or perhaps HR. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I know different companies are structured different ways and granted we're small, but the first interview with candidates that look good is with me because right. I want to see if they're going to fit in with our agency. Do they have what I'm looking for? I don't, you know, they already have the skills on paper. That's why they made it this far. Um, but if they don't, if they don't, um, meet my needs they don't go any further um, mm-hmm. with the interviews right and some people would say oh you're the president why are you spending your time that way and i look at them and say i wouldn't i invest my time that way right sure totally it's an investment of 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 time yeah and that's one thing that you know people who are meeting you for the first time on this podcast you know may not know about you is you are an excellent judge of character um you've oh, thank you, you. yeah I, it's so true i mean you um I don't know. I, I you get people right off the bat, and I think that's probably what makes you also such a good network and 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 salesperson. Because I know you do a lot of the, uh, you still do do a lot of the business development. For I your do business, all right? of it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah it's all yeah. My team once we have clients working with us, um, the team is is really in charge. And mm-hmm. I look at things from a strategic perspective, and of course, I stay in touch with the clients and I talk about them at a higher level, but all of the new business coming into the agency, that's me. Mm. And, um, I, I do it all through networking. I, I help people when I can, um, people remember me, they, you know, they want to help me back. It's, Mm -hmm. um, it's a nice way to build a business. Yeah. Now, how did you learn, how did you become such a good I hate, I almost hate the word business development because you're more like a relationship builder. And if they, if that relationship ends up being a good fit for your business, then great. <laughs> That's kind of how I look at it. Um, yeah. Um, I, I guess it's just that I am, and again, you know, I, I used to work in a Fortune 500 company and a lot of what I've come back to in, in my personality was beaten out of me <laughs> at one point. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I'm back to being more of who I am, and um, I'm 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 a right? but yeah. I'm a helper. I mean, I I am a helper by my, by nature. I like to help people. My greatest satisfaction is 
when I can connect to people who are good for each other or somebody can help somebody else. Um, I truly, if I could do that all day long and only that, I would never be bored and I'd always be happy. Um, it's just, it's, so it's, I, I guess they say there's no such thing as true altruism, but, um, I do it because it makes me happy. So that's my selfishness. It makes me happy. So I help other people. I don't think that makes me bad. <laughs> no, see, that's what makes you and I connect so much is because you know, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm all about yeah. helping people be better. I mean, that's my mission in life. And, and I happen to do it through my love of communications. I help people be better communicators. And that just, that just affects so many aspects of their life. You know, usually I do it with them in their work life, but it, it, it spills over into their personal life. And, and there, I, you know, I always say, you know, look, I like to make a living. Don't get me wrong. And I need to make a living. But if I could, if I could have a great living, if I could do it for free, I, I would, because there's so much joy in it for me in, in seeing someone be better because I was able to help them see their power within themselves to do it. And you know what, Michael, it never occurred to me until just this moment. Another reason I love talking with you because I have new thoughts, Um, (laughs) but it's not really right. I know. I know. Same here. Yeah. It's the, it's the free, I never thought of it this way, but communications, real communications, when you can help somebody be a better business communicator and it spills over into their personal life or vice versa, it's, it's, freeing it yeah. frees them it and so i keep saying energizing but it's actually a freeing because your energy is then flowing in the right direction it's a better thing never thought about that yeah Thank i you. agree i agree yeah well nikki we're going to take a quick break for a moment for a word from our sponsors everybody will be right back Get ready to be treated like family at the Philadelphia region's favorite family-owned bridal and tuxedo store, Dariana Bridal and Tuxedo. They have wedding dresses from top designers, bridesmaid dresses, mother of the bride and groom dresses, and the largest selection of tuxedos and suits. Visit them online today at darianabridal.com or text them at 215-491-8500. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with my colleague and friend, Nikki Fielding of Digital Brand Expressions. Nikki, we talked a lot before the, the break about how we both really like to help people. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I hope you don't mind. Well, let's see what you think of this. I, I have found that a lot of times I can see and I can sense, because I'm a good judge of, of people and, and, and issues, and you are, and I'm a good problem solver. A lot of times I can see something that's Maybe they're not ready to quite hear yet, or basically sometimes my eagerness to help can um, can backfire if I'm not careful. You ever have that experience? <laughs> yes, that is a great topic. Um, it, it was a, a few years ago, I um, had started this service for helping business owners, and I was all into, you know, really becoming more um, prominent in, in terms of uh, helping people individually. Mm-hmm. And I was really, you know, I was really high on that whole concept. And um, I, I found, and, you know, maybe I'd been doing it my whole life. And if so, I have a lot of people to apologize for, but I became <laughs> very aware of it. <laughs> I became very aware of it two years ago when I would start to help people and there was resistance. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, 
I'm trying to help with, and I already know the answer. And, you know, let me help this. Let me help you. Let me fast forward this for you. You don't need to go through 20 steps. Mm -hmm. I I have three right here. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe there were one or two more severe reactions um, to that push. Couldn't, I didn't realize that I was trying to pull them towards me, but to them, I was pushing. Yeah. And fully, thankfully, um, I, I was self-aware enough that I went back and talked to those two particular people. And the way it was being taken is I was telling them what to do. And mm-hmm. I thought about it. I said, but, you know, I've never liked anybody telling me what to do. I like people asking me questions. I like people making me think more. But I don't like when people fast forward and think that their answer is going to be my answer. So that was a big big game changer in my whole life personally and professionally Uh, and I think I'm a better person for it absolutely and I use uh, I learned those lessons as well and especially as a coach you know I have to be very very careful of that because it really is a lot of times my clients come to me because they 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 need the help but they're not ready to to explore certain blind spots or to or to hear certain things, and again, it's it's I have to take that patient role, uh, even though a lot of times I can see okay, here's the I I can already see the key issues, and like you said, you know the problem solver and the helper always wants to say all right, well I can be efficient here and get you you know past this quickly, but that's not often the way people need to work. They need to explore mm-hmm. it. They need the time to work through it. They need to self-reflect. They need to be more self-aware. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like it's almost like you're. It's almost like cheating on an exam. If somebody gives you the answer, you don't get as much out of it. Somebody had once said to me, "The best consultants ask the best questions," mm-hmm. and I love that because it, I use that now as a as a little reminder. When I think I know the answer, I I'll sit back and I'll. Actually, when I think I know the answer, I just prompt myself, listen harder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I say, you know, and if I still have that energy and I want to jump in, I say the best consultants ask the best questions. In other words, if you really think you have an answer, why don't you ask it as a question so they can consider it? Um, But yeah, these are good lessons to learn. That was one of the lessons as a manager and a leader that I learned too, is that if you're an answer factory, you basically just disempower your team. All they're going to do is come to you and get the answer. They're not going to exactly. do the work of thinking and 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 discovering and and working through it. And a lot of leaders do that, you know, because it's efficient. It's the most efficient. Right. I'll just give them the answer. We'll move on. It'll get done right. It, you know, things won't blow up. Well, if you take all the risk out of it for people, then they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna excel. They're not gonna develop. And you know what else? You also miss the you miss the sparks that they bring to the table because yes. if you tell them the answer, right, then they're going to go ahead and just keep replicating your answer. Whereas if they come back with their own answer, even if it's not completely right, it's probably got something really good in there. That was one of my favorite things when I when I ran creative departments and when I had my agency was if I could do the hard work to close my mouth and not influence <laughs> the. Yeah, the best ideas came out like stuff I never would have. And I'm a creative person, and look, I'm good. I'm proud. I'm oh, yeah, of what you I, absolutely. But are. man, yeah. if I would keep my influence out of it, there was always a better idea around the corner. And I loved that. I loved that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, right there with you. Well, 
Nikki, I could talk to you for days and days and days, but I'm trying to, uh, I got, I want to keep these podcasts to about, you know, 20, 30 <laughs> minutes. So, so let's, let's bring things to a close by, uh, you know what? I'm going to ask you a few of the quick fire questions, which, which is what I usually do at the end of my podcast. So tell me what hits, um, what comes top of mind when I ask you these questions. There's no wrong answers. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Complete this sentence. Digital marketing is. Always changing. So true. And that's, that was a hard thing for me with the agency. Cause we did, you know, we, we, we offered digital marketing through partners like yourselves. And we did a lot of it. And we, we, you know, in the early days we did a lot of it ourselves, but because it was always changing, it really, you needed a specialized partner like you to really do mm-hmm. it well. And th- yeah, and that's why we specialized because we realized we couldn't be excellent at everything. Makes sense. So smart. Yeah. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? <laughs> I do a lot of research on this. I am totally an ambivert. I'm, I'm, I'm what they call a, a, a an extroverted introvert. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm introverted because I need to recharge. If I'm in a big crowd i love being in that crowd when Mm -hmm. i'm in that crowd but then i drain and i need to go back and recharge so i'm definitely an ambivert i have tendencies for both i do too and i think i lean more toward like most people that know me think i'm an extrovert but the truth is and my listeners have heard this before is i really do lean much more toward the introvert but i'm comfortable being i don't mind being i actually like being an extrovert at certain times but yeah, when I give a three and a half hour, yeah, when I give a three and a half hour workshop, I almost need to go to bed afterward. I'm so drained yeah. by being on, you know. Exactly, um, exactly. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. One more question for you, Nikki. What word or short phrase describes what you consider good leadership? Listening. I I think it comes back to listening. I I think if you if you are truly invested in listening, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to be able to help people as individuals instead of lumping them into uh, groups or I, you know, all of my paid search specialists need this. No, you've got to look at everybody as individuals and listening helps you do that. But listening with your whole self. I actually had a listening course in my undergraduate work in college, and it, it was a course that completely mm. changed me. And I feel like, well, that's where I'm on a mission. I mean, I have a whole workshop uh, about listening because, you know, people never really are taught. There's so many, there are so many things you can do to be a better listener, especially an active listener, that people have no idea. Mm-hmm. So it's something I mm-hmm. think we should teach more. So. All right. Well, Nikki, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, tell my listeners how they can find out more about uh, you or, or your firm. Uh, well, you can check out my LinkedIn profile, um, easily found as Veronica Fielding. And you can find more about Digital Brand Expressions at digitalbrandexpressions.com. And if you want to be one of the cool kids, just call us DBE because Digital Brand Expressions is way too long. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and I will tell everybody that uh, Digital Brand Expression sends out a great weekly newsletter that if you care about digital marketing and what's going on, and like Nikki said, what's changing, you should be a subscriber because it's real every week. It's, it's great stuff. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you, Michael. If um, anybody wants to subscribe, it's on the Digital Brand Expressions website um, and it's the insights section. And you can leave a note in the comments field or you could email us at info at digitalbrandexpressions.com and just put um, add me to the list in the subject line. Good. Everybody do that. I highly recommend it. Thanks, Michael. Sure. Well, that's it, everybody, for this episode of Convey. Be sure to subscribe to the show on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and head over to my website at michaelpiperno.com to learn more about me and to check out all the communication tips and tricks I share on my blog. We'll see you next time. 